Hello, and welcome to the Mount St. Mary's University podcast, Live Significantly with President Tim Trainer. My name is Bob Brennan. I'm very pleased to be joined by the 26th president of Mount St. Mary's, Tim Trainer. Hello, President Trainer. Howdy, Bob. How you doing? I'm doing great. We're launching this new podcast in order to provide an inside look at the Mount for our students, alumni, parents, and benefactors, and those who want to know a little bit more about our university. In each episode, we'll feature Mount alumni and students who are leading lives of significance. Hello, and welcome to Mount St. Mary's University podcast, Live Significantly with President Tim Trainer. This is Tim, and I'm very pleased to serve as a 26th president of Mount St. Mary's University. Today, it's my pleasure to welcome Ms. Tamika Tremalio, class of 92, to the Live Significantly podcast. Welcome, Tamika. Thank you very much, Dr. Turner. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, it's The pr- pleasure is all ours, Tamika, and, uh, and our listeners. So, I, Tamika, I know you're a proud graduate of the Mount. You serve on our board of trustees and are the managing principal of Deloitte of Greater Washington. Can you share with our listeners what a typical day in your life is like? So that's a great question, and I, I must admit my days can often feel a little bit of like a game of tug of war, um, except it's not so much a contest between two different sides, but three, as each day I strive to balance between family, work, and community, um, the latter of which can certainly include our faith lives, which is significant to me. And to think of it as tension, it sort of sounds like a bad word, but it really isn't, um, because if you want to be a leader in today's environment, I think you have to accept a certain level of tension among those lines. You're going to be constantly pulled in different directions. So I found that what really works well for me is to be able to, in some way, to marry them together between faith, family, work, and the community. And I'm a firm believer that if you do it right, then one feeds the other, and the sum becomes greater than its parts. And so being here at a big four firm where we have consulting, advisory, tax, and audit services, not only are we pulled in many directions from a technical standpoint, we also are looking for ways to serve our community and to be the best individuals that we can be each and every day. That's terrific, Tamika. And, you know, uh, as an engineer, I got to say, tension actually can be a good force uh, and it and it does help uh, achieve balance in a structure in a way. And, and you are very busy. I know you are. So how do you end up balancing all those demands on your time? You know, I think the best way to balance those is not to look at them separately, rather, but to look at them as, you know, things in which you interact with each other. And so I really believe it's important that you strengthen one by strengthening the other, right? I think I'm a better mother, wife, uh, spiritual person as a result of the work that I do and the things that I get exposed to. So I think to try to find a way to separate those, that's when it becomes difficult. That's where the tension becomes greater. Whereas if you look at it, is, you know, a way in which you're kind of bringing all of those things together, I think you can be much more successful. And a typical day for me is exactly that, in which I'm trying to bring all of those things together. And the tension actually is what, you know, really gets me going on most days. Tamika, can you share with our listeners how you have applied what you've learned as a student at the Mount in your role as at Deloitte? 
joy. And so, you know, one thing I would say is that my mother would always say that education is truly the equalizer. And one key thing about that, of course, is that knowledge doesn't necessarily equate always to education. It's one thing to be great great at acquiring facts and applying those facts, and, and certainly that's a wonderful thing. But we never want to diminish that, particularly as our world becomes much more technical. But it's another to do so in a way that advances God-centered values relating to people and to purpose, and I try to do that. And once you start doing that, and I think you're moving from acquiring knowledge to obtaining an education. This is what I truly believe Mount St. Mary's has helped me to do. It's frankly not something that's part of every university's culture. It may be a part of their buzz, buzzwords, but I think at the Mount, it's who we are. It's what we truly stand for. And I've tried to model this culture throughout my career, whether it's whether we do something, you know, that we'll talk a little bit about later around kindness or whether or not um, we're reaching out and doing things in the community. All of that really becomes a part of who we are. Now, I, I have you know that in addition to my time as a student in the business department, I was also captain of the cheerleading squad that I'm very proud of and founder of our dance team that performed at halftime during the basketball games. And I, I say all of that, Tim, as well, you know, academics and um, the things that we learn and the knowledge that I talk about is significant. I think that cheerleading and dance, as much as anything, taught me self-confidence and taught me the importance of taking calculated risk and how to use those leadership skills to motivate individuals and bring them together as a team. And sometimes I think cheerleading gets a bad rap, so I wanted to make a point to say that. So the next time that you and our listeners are watching a Mount St. Mary's game or any sporting event, don't forget to the role of the cheerleading squad and all they go through to help make that event a success. And for that matter, the student managers and all they do to make the teams a success is the people behind the scenes, people who are cheering them on that really make a difference. And that's the experience that I think is also paid off on a daily basis in what I do here at Deloitte as well. Tamika, that's terrific. And, and, you know, when you talked a lot about what I'll call holistic, I like to call holistic development, that it's about education. It's about what you learn through your faith, through your spiritual development at the Mount, through the activities, cheerleading as one uh, example. Uh, and that holistic development leads to education being a true equalizer. And I know I, I got to tell you, I, I, I our cheerleading squad now is absolutely terrific. And one of my favorite pitchers and fondest uh, uh, that I have is a, a pitcher with uh, surrounded by some of the cheer squad along with students uh, in the student section at uh, uh, one of our major basketball wins leading up to the uh, NCAA tournament in 2017. So real fondness in my heart uh, uh, for the cheer squad and everything that uh, everybody does to help uh, make the Mount truly a, a, uh, a place where um, we've, we've, we emphasize, as you called it, our God-centered values, uh, and we bring to light the fact that education is a true equalizer. Uh, let's take a break for right now, and we'll be right back. The team behind our team is our dedicated Mount fans. Please visit mountathletics.com to check the schedules of your favorite teams and to learn more about our great student-athletes. Go Mount! As the president of Mount St. Mary's University, I have the opportunity to meet many of our alumni and hear how they are living their lives of significance. Tamika, when you spoke at our annual Spark Festival a few years back, you shared a letter to my younger self. Can you give our listeners an idea of what you said in that letter? 
Yes, absolutely, Dr. Strand. Thank you for asking. You know, I basically said things to myself in that letter that Mount St. Mary's tells the world every day in your literature and certainly on the website. And I love how the Mount says at the center of our Catholic faith is the belief that every person is a gift, a child of God, and a bearer of the very image of God. That as a Catholic university, we are called to inspire students to discover their gifts and their callings, to embrace learning, to play an active role in the community, and to lead lives of significance and service to God and to others. And so I took the opportunity to tell my younger self that even though my mother had had me as a teenager, that I was not a mistake, and that, in fact, God doesn't make mistakes. And that I will be reminded of that, you know, as my life continues to unfold. And at that time, I, I talked about, you know, being nine years old and um, being unfortunately hit by a drunk driver and how my mom's face was bleeding and now scarred because she protected me rather than herself. That was certainly a very personal reminder that my mom did not consider me a mistake. And the happier times that I have, reminders like passing the bar, getting my first job, all of those things that remind me that I'm not a mistake, the exact things that we have learned. And this letter turned out to be another way of expressing Mount St. Mary's values, and quite frankly, I didn't make that connection at the time. So I really appreciate you asking about it because it helps me to really connect the dots because that's where that value system comes from. Tamika, thank you for reminding us that God does not make mistakes with your powerful words. I often hear you say that success starts with simple human kindness, and you made reference to it a a moment ago. Was there a moment in your life when this became truly clear to you? Yeah, so, you know, I don't think that there was really one moment in particular where it became clear. I think it was more of a buildup that started with my mother, my father, my family, and the values that they instilled in me. Then I carried it forward to my time at Mount St. Mary's, and gratefully now I have the opportunity to carry it forward into my career. I will say, though, that there was a specific time when the concept of kindness became very real, when it moved from being a concept, I think, to being a more tangible program. And that was two years ago when we in Deloitte's Greater Washington office launched our first Business of Kindness campaign in concert with Born This Way Foundation, which was established by Lady Gaga and her mother, Cynthia Germanata, who actually serves as the president of the organization. Our Business of Kindness campaign had several dimensions, one of which is an initiative where we created and recruited and trained Deloitte professionals to be kindness reporters. And I I know that sounds pretty unique, and I'm sure that it's odd to think of such a thing happening at a big corporation 30 or 40 years ago, but we recognize that kindness in the workplace really does matter. But under this initiative, our professionals see about stories of kindness that they see at work and that they see in the community, and then they publish these stories actually on Born This Way's website, which gives Deloitte, quite honestly, an artifact to further share our values through social media channels and other internal vehicles. It's a way of expressing how we as a corporate entity are in the business of kindness. We also have had as part of this campaign a thank you writing workshop that had team members and thank you notes to colleagues to recognize good work and an anti-bullying campaign that we had with McKinley Tech High School here in Washington, D.C., which is a high school that we adopted. And we have a regional kindness forum conducted with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, which also exceptionally received. The point I want to make is that we can take a vague concept like kindness and make it more sticky if we develop a program around it, one that has goals, metrics, and outcomes. We are, of course, an accounting firm. Then you go from talking about kindness or practicing it personally to scaling it as part of a broader effort. 
And launching our kindness program made the concept not so much clear, but a living, breathing business initiative. And I'm very proud of that and look forward to continuing our progress and seeing what other impacts that we can make on the world. Tamika, that, you know, you remind us that kindness in the workplace really does matter. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, you've took, You've talked today a lot about successes. Let's let's talk about the other side of that for a moment. What words of wisdom can you share with our listeners about failure? Yeah, so, you know, it's a great question, and we should really never leave that out of any real discussion about meaning and purpose, right? I think that if you're truly living a life of significance, which we all strive to do, then you're going to invariably have to fail at certain points along the way. The reality is that significance is really the opposite of safe, Dr. Trainer. Um, it requires taking risks, shooting for something new, or striving for a goal that, quite frankly, better be difficult. We all know that, you know, when we're growing, we need to be stretched. And if you're not being stretched, then you're not growing. So you have to think about that when you're playing in this world and where there are going to be failures on many occasions. It has to be, you can't be in a totally safe space. If you show me a person who's never failed, then you're likely showing me a person who plays it super safe for his or her life. This person is typically stuck with predictable. And having said that, I'm not advocating that we all go out and take excessive risk. Of course, that's not what we do as a corporation. It's not what I do as an individual. But it is about taking calculated risk and not being foolish. The point is that failure is going to be a byproduct of striving for significance. And so while it may sound a bit cliche, it is true that you learn from your setbacks and they will make you a stronger person and a person who better appreciates success when you do find it because there has been a struggle. There has been failures. We learn from those mistakes that we've made. That makes us better people. That allows us to live a life of significance. Yes, indeed, Tamika, you, your points about that we need to stretch to grow and taking calculated risks is part of our, our path towards living significantly. Let's take a final break, uh, and then we'll come back and wrap up this edition of Live Significantly. We know that you have many options when it comes to giving, so why not choose your mountain home? From enhancing academic offerings to athletic programming, your support ensures that our students continue to lead lives of significance. To make your gift, visit msmary.edu today. Welcome back. We're chatting with Tamika Tramalio, class of 92. Tamika, you, you currently serve on the Mount's Board of Trustees. Are there other ways that you serve others that you care to share with us? Sure, absolutely. Thank you. And certainly it's a privilege to serve on the Board of Trustees for the Mount. But I'm also on the Board of Born This Way Foundation that I mentioned a little earlier, and that's not surprising given what we are doing around business of kindness. I'm also the president of the Women's National Basketball Players Association Foundation. I'm a board member for the United Way of the National Capital Area, the Greater Washington Board of Trade, and the University of Maryland Francis King Carey School of Law, among a few others. And like all of us, there are ways that I give back more individually as part of my company's efforts as well. But it does add up to a big time commitment. It's about that tension that we talked about earlier, Dr. Trainer, um, in which you are involved from a safe family work and community perspective. It's very real, but the reality is it actually feeds me and it's not negative in any way. It's, it's part of the tension that allows me to be who I am, the complete person I am, and quite frankly, to live the life of significance that we've talked about. I don't know how you get it all done, but uh, uh, that's amazing. So thank you, Tamika. Um, I really like your mom's quote that you shared with us. Uh, 
the fruit is always out on the limb. Can you tell us about your parents' impact on you and any other words of wisdom that may be of value to our students and alumni? Yes, absolutely. So I, I know I, I told you earlier about being born to a teenage mother who had lots of words of wisdom and a father who was very entrepreneurial, who, um, you know, always used to say to me, you know, never forget where you've come from and, you know, how important it is to continue to give back. But, you know, there, there are big things that I think as a family that certainly stuck with me. And um, one of them I'd like to touch on is the importance of being authentic. Um, I, I, you know, always been told that you're going to be the best person of yourself when you stay true to who you are as a person. It's your background, your experiences. Um, there's something that brings you strength, and it's not something that you need to hide or um, to be ashamed of in front of other people. And I think partly that's what writing this letter to my younger self did for me, but it also became sort of the rebirth, if you will, about being authentic, because what I found is that it allowed other people to be authentic as well. And, you know, it is part about the, one of the things that I love the most about to is that we really strive um, to make sure that people are bringing their authentic self to work each and every day. We've tried to create this culture of courage where people can make sure that that's happening. And ironically, I think the role of authenticity and the value and inclusion will take on more importance as technology continues to evolve and it's going to redefine our workplace because as you think about robots and automation and artificial intelligence, they will do more of the repetitious work and it's going to force humans to take on roles that require problem solving and critical thinking and more communication and collaboration across departments and functions. And the connection for us is that traits like authenticity, empathy, and the ability to appreciate diverse perspectives will be essential in creating work cultures that excel at team and communication. And my advice to students and alumni is to get ready for a world of work that puts a greater emphasis on collaboration and communication, where it will require that you lead by influence and not by strict authority, where it's going to require that we're actually much more authentic. The people who make it in an environment like this will be those who are comfortable being themselves and appreciate diverse perspectives because people don't want to follow or collaborate with someone who's fake or narrow-minded, and it's about finding that followership. So my final word is, is that as you're acquiring knowledge, whether it's here or on the job, keep it up as that is really essential. But along the way, you need to make sure that you're practicing authenticity and that you value diversity and you strive for a life of significance. I think the future of work is leaning on leading us all in that direction and that Mount St. Mary's has been right about this all along. And it's time that the world actually just caught up. Tamika, that's 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 incredible. And you you summed up in in your and your those words so much of what it means to be a Mountie, what uh, the value of the education is here and also looking forward to the future. That's all the time we have today. As we mentioned earlier, please visit the Mount's website at msmary.edu to learn more about our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank Tamika Tremaglio for joining us today and sharing her insights on living a life of significance. And don't forget, go Mount.